Welcome everyone to the sixth episode of Metaphysical Musings. My name is Tina Dubois and I'm your host for the show, founder of Metaphysical School, a crystal and sound healing facilitator, as well as a teacher and student of various metaphysical topics. In today's show, I'm super excited to interview Carla Grundison, one of our fabulous metaphysical school faculty, as well as the intuitive healing teacher and practitioner behind energy continuum healing. We're going to talk about how easy it is to connect with your guides and to receive their intuitive messages. Carla will give you five things to remember when communicating with them, including helpful hints to get over any doubts that might come up. If you're wondering about your guides, or maybe you've even tried to connect, but you're not certain if you've been getting through, this episode is for you. Now, let's bring Carla onto the show. Hello, Carla, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Tina. I'm so glad to be here. I'm excited to be sharing this with you. Yay. Cool. I've been really excited all week. Um, I've been watching your social media posts and every single one that comes up, I'm like, oh man, I, I want to share that. I want to share that one. I want to share <laughs> Just so you know, I'm, I'm quite a social media post fan. Um, and uh, I do, I do uh, repost your stuff. So <laughs> Um, thank you for making such beautiful and really easy and on target, really um, simple messages to share. I think they're wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I know. Surprise there. <laughs> you, you, you weren't prepared for that one. Okay. <laughs> so now that you're here, I'd like to share more of an introduction for you. As I mentioned earlier, Carla is an intuitive healing teacher and practitioner and the owner of Energy Continuum Healing, where she offers down-to-earth healing and mentoring to those who are open to guidance from beyond the physical world. Using Reiki, angelic healing, Akashic records, and guidance from angels, guides, and other beings, she helps you to connect to your intuition so you can feel confident and trust yourself. Carla is also about simplicity in her work and offers guidance in a simple, straightforward way, which really resonates with me. Her approach is that there are no absolutes and no one right way or one right answer in spiritual work and healing, which is probably why Carla and I get along so well, because at metaphysical school, that is also one of the core values of the school, that there is no right way to do anything. The best way is whatever way works best for you. So Carla's mentoring is about letting go of the shoulds and the supposed tos and following what resonates and feels right for you. Carla is also one of our fabulous metaphysical school faculty and participated in our Intuitive Awakening Masterclass, where she shared her tips for thriving through an intuitive awakening, as well as awakening as a mystic. Thank you again, Carla, for joining us. And I want to start by asking how you started working with your guides and what inspired you to start Energy Continuum, Continuum Healing. Okay. Well, thank you for that wonderful introduction, Tina. Um, I'm so excited to be here. Uh, your question, how did I begin connecting with guides? So really, 
that is something that did not start when I was a child. At least I wasn't aware of it intentionally or consciously doing that and connecting with guides. It's something that I didn't begin until I was well into my adult life. And I would say that when I really began intentionally connecting with guides is when I was learning to practice Reiki. And I began uh, to be aware of intuitive insights that were coming to me and that I was working with angels and guides. So that's really when I began. And then it's just been a, a practice and uh, various teachers who've encouraged me along the way and, and books that I've read. But most of all, it's really trusting that the messages that I'm receiving. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Beautiful. And I want to ask, how did you start? Like, what made you start Energy Continuum Healing? Because I assume um, you were doing other stuff before, right? So what kind of started getting that ball rolling and set and kind of got you started with your own healing business? Sure. Well, that it really began as a Reiki practice. So it I started um, after... I had uh, was at a in a position to be doing sessions for clients for others. I began this business uh, really at the core of the work that I do as it's evolved. And I do intuitive healing, which is a mix of modalities, including receiving messages from guides. Uh, the core of the work that I do is really helping people to get over fear and anxiety and really get to a place of trust and confidence. And really get that sense of knowing that they can handle whatever comes their way and that there's spiritual support for them behind them all the way. So that was re really came out of that core concept or that core root of my work came out of the reasons why I sought energy healing originally before I even became a practitioner was largely to help me get over fear and doubt and anxiety that I had. So I'm thrilled to be able to help other people who have similar struggles. That's really nice. where it came from. Yeah. Is there a story that you'd like to share about what inspired your decision to try energy healing in the first place? Good question. When I tried it, now I'm just thinking back to, I have to think back to when I tried it to begin with, I was introduced to um, to chakras actually, which are energy centers in the body. Um, and it was through, uh, an eight week workshop. Uh, and that really sparked my interest in delving further. I would say that's one of the real root places that, um, was a workshop where we journeyed through for eight weeks, seven, the seven main chakras and, and an eighth session that we did. And there was guided meditation and I'd never been successful at meditating before, and I was being guided in meditation and had wonderful experiences. And just that sort of scratching the surface of the chakras really inspired me. And then I began booking sessions after that. I think that would be the root of it. So nice. Yeah. Beautiful. So you would say that um, your introduction to the chakras was kind of your gateway into the metaphysical world. Yes. in the, the biggest step forward in it. Yeah. I'd always had a curiosity throughout my whole life. I've always been drawn to what I call sort of metaphysical stores and crystals and jewelry that's funny, fancy symbols and things. Yeah, um, um, yeah I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm wearing, I'm wearing, um, I'm wearing one of uh, my crystal jewelry pieces that has, um, it's a, it's a big amethyst um, piece with uh, engraving of the flower of life on it. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I totally resonate with being, being, you know, connecting with crystals and connecting with metaphysical sacred geometry. That sort of stuff. I totally, I totally get that. We resonate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it wasn't. It, I didn't even really know why I was drawn to it, and I didn't understand it. And there were books on angels, and there were oracle cards in these stores. As a teenager, I would be going into it. Really felt drawn to them, but I didn't really know why, and I couldn't. I didn't really have a framework on which to place any of it. I was just really interested in it. So. When I say the introduction to learning about the chakras really just helped to further scratch the surface of understanding so that uh, I was able to move forward and, and explore more, really. But yeah, it's been lifelong curiosity, I would say. Yeah. Cool. And do you find, um, we're going to show uh, in your slides that your introduction says Carla Grandison BSc uh, mm -hmm. for Bachelor of Science. I also have a Bachelor of Science. Did you... <laughs> Did, did you have any difficulty or mm, resistance, I would say, kind of maybe uh, moving towards the metaphysical from a science background? Because myself, um, although I was interested in crystals as a child, I didn't really know much about crystal healing. I knew that, you know, magic rocks. <laughs> Really, that's what a lot of people call them, right? Um, but then, you know, I did my bachelor's degree and when I had a master's degree in science and, you know, then I started getting a little bit hardcore into the metaphysical world. Um, go figure, because I started a school about it. But a lot of people in my life were like, how can you possibly, like, you have a bat background in science. It, like, I have a degree in genetics and in neuroscience and people were like, and now you're doing crystal healing? Like, what is that? Like, did you also find any sort of difficulty talking with people uh, who knew you in science and being like, now you're doing energy healing? Like, how does that work? Did you have that? Absolutely. I would say my nature is to seek proof and to be skeptical. And in, actually, I have a a page on my website called Skeptics Corner, specifically because I know I'm not alone in being a skeptic. Uh, and really that's been my whole, my whole journey is, uh, is been sort of, in a sense, overcoming that skeptic within me. And I did begin and really wanted to sort of find the, to really understand at a core level and be able to explain all of these spiritual things that I was experiencing, the energy healing, how does it really work? And I started doing that. I thought that that would be uh, the best thing to do to help to, um, to help skeptics out there to perhaps be uh, swayed and for my, largely for myself as well. And I, I've come around to really simply valuing the results and the experiences. Yeah, yeah me and too. I think I, I think many people have spent their lifetimes, their life's work and career. People are quantum physicists and they've spent 
many, many, many more years than I have what did in school or than probably than either of us learning and are still trying to explain <laughs> explain some of these things in the quantum about quantum physics, which is I think where it sort of um, come comes to with energy healing. And so I've ended up focusing on the results and the experiences and just trusting that maybe I can't explain it. Uh, but just coming to that place of trusting. Uh, yeah. That, I, yeah. I, I feel that as well. I, <laughs> there's, there's quite a bit of jump from, you know, academia and, you know, neuroscience to crystal and sound healing and chakra balancing and that sort of stuff. Right. And yeah, I also like you wanted to find the answers. How does this work? And so that I could explain it to my skeptical science friends <laughs> and be like, this is how it works. It's not that hard. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, I, I've decided that I'm not here to convert people. I am here to help those who are open-minded about it, whatever it is about the metaphysical world and to, you know, help them progress on their paths. I don't, I don't, I'm not here to convert. And, you know, once, once I got over that, I was like, oh, this is so much easier. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good way of putting it. I'm not here to convert people. And I, and that too is um, in the work that I do and the, the people that I work with largely are people who are at least open and curious. You know, I'm not, I'm not about trying to convince everyone that this is this is the modality for them to experience resolution results and things. It's it's for the people who are open and curious. That's sort of a little bit of a doorway is open. So then they're open to what may come through. But if you're not open to it, doesn't mean it wouldn't work for you. I don't know if you're you've experienced the same thing. It's, it doesn't mean it won't work, but you get so much more out of it the more open and curious you are. Yeah, that's what I, I agree. Well, it's like crystal healing, right? If you don't have to believe in crystal healing, but the energy of the crystal is still going to work on your resonance field, whether you believe in it or not. <laughs> exactly. It does work. Yeah. You just get more out of it. The more open you are to it and not sort of closed off to it. You've got more out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you can go deeper. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to talk about connecting with your guides? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's bring up some slides. Okay. Um, take it away. Connecting okay. with your guides is easier than you think. Absolutely. Yes. So connecting with your guides, it is easier than you think. Um, that is really something that actually used to hold me up in my, in my um, beginnings of connecting with guides was thinking that there was one specific way to connect with them uh, uh, or that you needed a special gift that, uh, you know, only certain people were born with the ability to connect in with uh, spirits, with guides and angels. But really, we all have the ability. It's just the amount that we wish to develop it and work on it. So um, before I absolutely get into the connecting with the guides, I just want to preface this with the comment that all that I'm sharing today really comes from my own experience and what I've learned along the way. 
and my own concept of the spirit world. And each person has their own concept of the spirit world. And like Tina was saying, and we were talking at the beginning, that there is no one right way to be uh, doing any of the spiritual work. Each person has the own, their own way that works for them, and you'll develop your own way. So I invite you to hear what I say, hear what I'm sharing, and take what resonates for you. And if something doesn't resonate, that's okay. Just leave it and um, you know, continue to, to follow along and see what does. Just take from it what does resonate for you. I'm not here to tell you that this is how it is. I'm, I'm giving you uh, possibilities and openings to open you up to connecting with your guides in the way that works for you. Okay, so with that, with that uh, shared, um, let's talk about who are our guides. So our guides are really messengers from source. That's how I view them. And when I say source, I mean uh, spirit, you may call it, the universe, um, that universal energy. That's, that's what our guides are, relaying information from that universal repository of information and of energy. They're relaying messages to help us on our journey through life. And they're going to present themselves in a way that is unique for each of us. And that's going to be different for everyone. They may, be, they may present themselves, you may be aware of them being archangels. Uh, they may even, you may even hear a name, perhaps Archangel Michael, uh, other archangels, so many of them. Angels, they may be human-like. They may come in the form of animals, maybe similar to animals we have on Earth or completely different. Dragons, unicorns, uh, that may be how your guides present themselves. Maybe they'll come in the form of fairies or some other beings. They may just come in a cloud of color. It may be a, just a sensation. You may not actually see anything. And they may just be completely indescribable, not, like nothing you've ever seen or been aware of before. And I just offer all of those as possibilities for your guides so that they're more you aren't stuck on any one definition of what your guide is going to look like or appear like to you. And I also put this here about names, um, names not being important. I've, I just want to share that maybe you'll receive a name for your guide. Maybe they'll identify themselves with a name and maybe they won't. You know, um, I'll share with you that I have a guide who is part fox, part human. And I just call him Fox Guide. And we connect that way. There's no, there's been never any necessity for me to have a different, more familiar type name. And we still have had a connection for many years. So I just offer that. If it's important to you to name them, then it's important to you. And that's fine. Just go with that. Absolutely. And if that's important. But if you don't get a name, I encourage you not to get stuck on that piece and just focus on the communication piece. And so how do our guides connect with us, first of all? So our guides are connecting with us all the time and sending us messages and signals. They're sparking positive, favorable, loving ideas and thoughts within us all the time. There are no coincidences. Source is connecting with you when you're experiencing synchronicity, uh, a 
something that you might otherwise dismiss as a coincidence. Before you do that, take a moment. And even if it's that conscious reminder to yourself, hey, this isn't a coincidence. This is source connecting with me. So I think a lot of people experience synchronicities for the first time um, through numbers and seeing number patterns. So when people say that they see 111 or um, certain patterns like 334 a lot, this is an example of synchronicity where your guides or source are trying to connect with you and send you intuitive messages, yes? Absolutely. Yes. And another example too would be um, if you've thought of a friend or family member and then they call you just a moment later, something, or you get a message from them or something like that, you get a connection to them or you call them and they say, Hey, I was just thinking about you just this minute, just a few minutes ago. Those things are, you've been sort of sparked by your guides to contact that person or vice versa, however that, that came about. But we often dismiss those things as coincidences or, Oh, that, huh, that's funny. But I invite you to now look at those things and with a different perspective and maybe even if it's a conscious reminder, say, oh, that's funny. Oh, but wait, is, is that my guide? Just even asking that question sort of opens you up a little bit more. Uh, your imagination. So an, ima- an image or a word or a scene or a feeling or even a knowing just that, you know, when you know something is that gut feeling even, maybe you'd call it that. But uh, something that pops into your awareness. Um, So maybe you just, out of the blue, something comes into your mind. And I invite you to consider that that's your guides connecting with you. And often guides will bring memories forward as well. Um, So this means things that come up into your awareness that are things that you've seen or heard before. Okay, so often when that happens, I mean, there is, I do want to differentiate here between if you're consciously thinking and you're trying to remember something for a purpose, someone says, hey, do you remember that time? What did we see at the store when we went there? And you're consciously trying to think of it is a little bit different than, than sort of going about your daily life or doing something and suddenly something coming into your awareness. So that's where I'm differentiating between memories coming up and when you're really trying to think back to something. So uh, when you when you have those things come come up suddenly, anything that comes up suddenly to consider that it's your guides. And I do want to emphasize that these are positive and favorable at minimum neutral ideas and thoughts and memories. If they're coming up and they're eliciting fear within you, I would suggest that that's not your guides coming, that not your guides relaying a message to you. Um, it's going to be something that elicits um, favorable feelings within you. So there's a differentiation there as well. In our environment, guides connect with us through songs. Now this could be a song coming up on the radio. So maybe you're driving in the car and you turn on the radio and it comes on to a song that you love. That's one way. The lyrics in the song. I have a funny story to... about that, actually. Do you? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't drive all that often. It's not my most favorite activity. But um, a couple of years ago, I was taking a really long drive. It was going to be seven hours, 
And I'm driving along with music playing and I get stopped in construction traffic in the mountains. And just as my car stops, the, the lyric in the song set was something about stopping in traffic. And I was like, this is the most bizarre thing. Like, you can't make this shit up, which is something that I, that it was, you know, when synchronicity happens, that's what usually comes to mind to me is you can't make this shit up. Like, it just is so coincidental, so synchronistic that, you know, I thought I would share this story about, about you know, this is one way that our guides connect with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Things like that. And, and bringing that awareness. Now, when you had that experience, did you, what was your, what was your first thought apart from you can't make this up, but did you just, <laughs> My very first thought is the universe has such an amazing sense of humor. Like it just does, right? (laughs) When synchronicities happen like that, it it really is so confirming to me that, yeah, the universe was trying to make me laugh. (laughs) That it really has such an amazing sense of humor. Absolutely. And I really think with all of these things, all of these ways that guides connect with us, the more you begin to notice and acknowledge that that's what it is, that that's the universe connecting with you. When you see the license plate that is, you know, one, 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 or two, 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 or whatever the combination of numbers or letters that you, that even just spark something within you that you notice them because they remind you of something else. The more you acknowledge that, the more you, take a moment and go, oh, the universe is connecting with me. You're making that connection that the universe is aware that you are aware and you're getting the message. Like, ah, this is the way we're connecting, being able to connect with this person. We'll do more of this. Okay. Another way that I found is quite common for me is I'll be obsessing about a certain thought um, or word, whatever it is. And the book that I'm reading will have a very similar, like it'll have a line in it. It'll have the word that I've been thinking about right in it. The other day this happened to me and I was like, this is bizarre. I'm just going to see if this word is in the book in any other way. And I read eBooks, so it's really easy. You can just search, right? (laughs) So I searched for this word and it was the only iteration of this word in the entire, I don't know, like 500 page book right when I'm obsessing about this particular word and I was like thank you universe (laughs) was again another synchronicity that happens and I think the more you recognize it the more it's gonna happen to you yes yes absolutely books are and books are a great a great example of different passages in in books that uh will remind you of things or like you said a particular word and I, I, all these, some of these examples that we're talking about, I do want to highlight here that this is, as I said at the, near the beginning, that at least my concept of connecting with guides is really receiving messages from source or from the universe, right? And that our guides are messengers of source. And the fact that they're coming through, um, and we may acknowledge, oh, that's the that's the universe, oh, but I'm not connecting with my guides, right? We may differentiate and say, I'm looking for almost a human-like form to be our guides and maybe dismissing 
that our guides are not necessarily appearing to us in any particular way, but we're still getting the messages and that how they're coming and who they're coming through, like whether we're actually able to identify them in a really um, definitive way. I invite you to ask whether that's really, whether it's really, really important to be doing that or is it not the message coming through and the awareness of, of that, uh, that real feeling of connection when you, when you saw that word, Tina, or when you see certain numbers repeating or when you get the phone call from the friend that you were just thinking of and all those things and you have that sense, that genuine feeling within you, um, to focus in on that as what you have as opposed to uh, seeing it as, oh, I, I'm, I'm missing out on connecting with guides because you really are, you're connecting with the universe, whether it's through a guide that you can really, really clearly identify with some appearance or that you're just getting the message. So I just take that moment to share that with you. Uh, and uh, we've, other things that can be in your environment um, you know, we talked about license plates, uh, in, whether they're numbers or even those personalized license plates, all kinds of things, uh, billboards, posters, dialogues in a TV show that, that people are saying, things that um, you just really are highlighted for you and you notice. So I invite you to pay a little more attention to all of those things as you... Um, as you continue and, and you go forward after this, uh, after this little workshop. So now how do we connect with our guides? Uh, so as I've said, it is easier than you think. And I'm gonna go through this fairly, just fairly, fairly quickly, a little intro as to how we connect with our guides. And then I'll come back to this at the end, uh, at the end after I've gone through all the tips that I have. So really, all you need to do to connect in with your guides is to focus in on your heart. And sometimes it's, a, it's um, easier to clear out some of the distractions, at least visual distractions by closing your eyes um, and just simply taking a few breaths. These don't have to be special breaths, not belly breaths or breathing yoga style or anything like that. It's just taking a few breaths and then ask a question. You can ask it silently. You can ask it out loud. And I find that writing down a question often helps. I do a lot of my connecting with guides and I connect with them all the time, but really finding that I get even now the clearest messages when I write things down because it really helps to distill out the message from any other thoughts that are going around in the brain because the mind always likes to be busy. And so it's always going. So it's, I find it helpful to write. So asking a question, perhaps writing the question down and then noticing or writing down just below whatever comes to you first, the first things that come into your awareness before your mind starts to edit it, okay? Before your mind starts to doubt, to question, to say, oh, I don't know if that's it. Oh, is that, is that really the message? Before you start doing any of that, what are the things that come into your awareness? Is it an image? Is it a color? Is it a symbol, a letter? It could be any of those things. Could be a word, 
it may not be a long paragraph of a message. It may be very simple, just a word, and don't discount that. Don't dismiss that. Okay, I invite you to write down everything that, that comes into your awareness. And the key piece with all of this is noticing how you feel. So coming back to your heart space, does what you're receiving feel good? Does it have a positive, favorable, perhaps loving feeling to it? And at minimum, it's neutral, but there's no fear coming in. Okay, it's not fearful. It's not eliciting any sense of anxiety or stress. Okay. And now we can talk about the only rule. <laughs> the only rule. Or perhaps I could use the term guideline, but really the only, um, the main thing to keep in mind is to have a pure intention when you're connecting with your guides. So what I mean by pure intention is that you're not seeking uh, personal gain over someone else to someone else's detriment that you are asking for guidance, um, that it is just open, pure intention that you're intending for messages to come through that are for your highest good and in general for the highest good of all. And you're focusing, focusing in on what feels right in your heart and in your physical body. What, what feels right. That's really at the core of, um, of connecting with your guides. So that's really where the connection originates from and always comes back to is that pure intention for your highest good, the highest good of all, and what feels right in your heart. Uh, so the first tip I have for you is to release expectations. Um, so that's being completely open. We're releasing all expectations of who your guides are supposed to be, who you might think they're supposed to be, or what connecting with them should be like, how they might look or sound or present themselves. And we talked a little bit before about different ways they could present themselves. Just really letting go of what you think that they should look like or should appear like. And this can come from other experiences that you may have had with other practitioners. So perhaps you've had a reading with someone and they've described your guide to you. Oh, you have a guide that is, you know, a male presence and all, whatever, however they describe this guide. Now you have this conception, your, your mind is, is you're looking for a guide that looks like that. And if you're not finding it, you can feel potentially feel discouraged. So what I remind you about things like that are that that guide was presenting themselves to that practitioner on that day in that way. That's how they were receiving the information that was best for them and best for you to receive the information ultimately that came through. Your guides can change over time as well. We'll talk a little bit about that just in a, a little while later. Um, your guides can change in appearance. Um, but I just, this all comes down to releasing your expectations and staying open to however they present themselves in whatever form, whether you can see something clearly in your mind's eye or whether it's just a sensation like we talked about, just remaining open and not holding on to something either you've imagined it to be before or experienced before even, looking for that same guide. Maybe they've changed a little bit or what someone else has told you, either that this is what guides should look like or should be like, 
or this is what your particular guide is like, or one of your guides. And if you're not able to interact with them in that same way, that it doesn't mean that you're not actually connecting with your guides. What their messages are about. Okay, this is a really big one too, because I, I ask you to release your expectations of what your, your guides are going to talk to you about or share with you. I think we can get caught up in expecting that our guides, this intuitive guidance, guidance from source is going to be monumental. It's going to be um, telling us about our life purpose, telling us the direction we're meant to go with our career or the major life decision we're trying to make or, you know, is coming up. And I think we can get hung up on expecting those kinds of big messages when really, like I, I've described already, maybe it's going to be a singular word. Maybe it's a number. Maybe it's a symbol, an image. It's not necessarily going to be that big, long paragraph of a, of a channeled message that, you know, and maybe you've seen that in other, in people's social media posts or in books, long channeled paragraphs from their guides. And I just invite you to welcome whatever comes through, however small, however simple, however seemingly unusual. And I'll tell you a story of when I began connecting with guides and I, I have always written things down. So I, I would write down what I was receiving from my guides and I found, well, I, first of all, the word, what I was getting was simple words or very simple phrases like you are loved or openness or peace. And I remember at that time, early on in my practicing, connecting with guides, thinking, hmm, this is just so simple. Maybe I'm not doing it right. Always myself having a lot of doubts around whether I was doing it right. And I'm just getting a simple word like, hmm, I sh you know, myself having those beliefs that where's the long message that's telling me of my life's purpose. And here I am getting you are loved or peace thinking, hmm, I don't know. Now, interestingly, I, as I went on, I, I was not deterred. I continued. And then I found those journals that particularly one um, about, I think about a year ago, and it's from several a number of years ago. And I would look through that journal of that writing. And what I was acutely aware of is that now reflecting back, thinking that is exactly what I needed at that time. I wasn't necessarily able to see it at the time that those simple messages were the reminders that I needed, that I am loved, that that was a message that I needed. I needed that confirmation. I needed that sort of repetition of that message. And that was what I needed where I was at in my journey. So uh, I just share that story with you as sort of uh, something that I really, it really, uh, I was reminded of that not long ago, maybe just last spring, I think it was that I was looking at that. So your guides are going to be exactly as you discover them to be. And the messages you receive are exactly what you need to hear at that moment. However simple or complex they are and however common or unusual the message, uh, the message is. Tip number two, noticing how you feel. So I've remarked about this, commented about this a little bit so far, 
But this is really core to receiving messages is how you feel when you're receiving the message. You don't want, it's, it's not about deciding or figuring out whether it's a valuable message. You want to ask, does this feel true? Does it feel good? What is your immediate answer to that before you start thinking? So I can tell you a story here about um, particular experiences doing sessions. Now, I know, I know we're talking about connecting with your own guides, but this is specifically apparent when, as I've been doing sessions for other people. I, I receive messages all the time in the work that I do. And many times, many times, I have received messages that are very simple, as I've described, very um, seemingly um, uh, almost, I might call them uh, sort of maybe boring, like something really, really basic that I would, I'm judging it. So this is me bringing my thinking mind into it. So it's, it happens. It, it, the mind is always busy and it wants to be involved. So it tries to get in there and it, I'm no exception to that. And so I have received messages like this for others and I'll, I'll receive the message and I take it all in. And as I said, I, I often do, do this in writing. So I'm writing these things down. And often in my sessions, there's maybe a, a bit of time between um, the, as I'm doing the session before I relay the information. So as I'm about to share uh, with the client, this has happened so many times. Um, I look at the look at what I'm about to share, and I come to the message that seems incredibly basic and very simple. And um, I've said, oh, I don't know. Do I even bother sharing this? Like, uh, it seems really simplistic. And each time it's taken a conscious reminder for myself and I've gotten to a place of now it being much more reflexive that as soon as I start doubting, I know that this is something I must share because every time I've shared something where I had the specific, like a question, I doubted it. It seemed too simple, too basic. I'm sure it can't have great meaning. It was almost the most meaningful for that person to receive was the message that I almost didn't share because my thinking mind got in, in the way of trusting that it came through and it's something to be shared. So, so that's something to remember. Um, and it does come down to what feels good, feels true. It came in in the first place. It came through and I wrote it down. And yet here I was doubting whether I would share it or not. Um, always came through with sharing each time and each time getting... Uh, that sort of confirmation that it really was valuable. So this can translate into your own experience as well as you receive a message that seems really basic. Like my messages a few years ago when I was first beginning to, to receive messages that were so basic. And now I reflect back and I'm able to go, that's what I needed at that time. So even the very simple can have great meaning. Um, and a reminder here again, if you feel fear or resistance, it's likely not coming from your guides. So just a reminder on that. Don't be hard on yourself. It is all part of the process. All part of the process. So even if you, um, if you do feel fear as you're, you're receiving a message, you just note that that 
that you just ask the question again and tune in again and just try again. It's not that you have lost a connection never to be regained. It's, it's just simply one blip in the road and you just ask the question again and tune in. Moving on to number three. three. <laughs> is staying open. The less you try, the more you will receive. Now, when I say try, I'm not, I'm not talking about practicing when I say try. I'm talking about struggling or really trying hard, focusing, concentrating um, to either find a connection or find meaning in the messages that you're getting. Um, if you're doing this, it's likely that your thinking mind is coming into play a lot more and the message is likely inaccurate or incomplete um, or may just get a little bit muddied with your thinking mind getting in there and just really focusing and concentrating so much. The more open and relaxed you are able to be and calm, the better it will be for you receiving messages. Because it, the key here, as we titled, as I titled this presentation, it's easier than you think. So approaching it from the idea of remaining open, this is easy. It's not hard. I don't need to work hard at it. Just staying open. It's easy. It's coming to me. Okay. A reminder here again, too, be aware of that first thing that comes into your awareness before the thinking mind gets at it. What is that first thing that comes into your awareness? And the more you remain open, the better the connection, the more that will foster a greater connection going forward and more and more messages, the more open and relaxed you are. Because I tell you, I used to be a person who was um, very concentrating so hard and trying so hard, trying to connect with my guides. I was working hard at it. I thought I needed to work really hard. And it was the more I found the greater success came, the more relaxed I was about the whole thing. And it, it isn't work. It's actually something we're naturally doing all the time. Tip number four is don't compare. So don't compare your experience to others. We've touched on this a little bit in the earlier part of this uh, presentation, but really there's, there's no one universal way that guides present themselves. So the more you talk to others, the more books you read, the more teachers you go to and friends who've been connecting with their guides, the more people you talk to, it's important to remember that it's their experience as they're sharing it. And any sort of direction that says, this is what it should be like, oh, they'll always be like this, or this is, this is what I was taught, this is how it'll be. Remembering that those people have good intentions to be helping you, and the, as do all the books and resources that you may come upon and any teachers, they're guiding you from their own experience and wisdom. But it, the only just keeping in mind to take what resonates, see how it works in your own practice, in your own connection. If it doesn't work, that's okay. It doesn't mean they're wrong. It just doesn't apply to your experience. It's just remembering that, not to get discouraged or weighed down by comparing yourself to others. Because how you connect will always, I say there were no absolutes, but there will almost always, almost always be uh, a different experience than another person connecting with their guides. 
or your guide. So again, we talked about this example of another practitioner having connected with your guides and maybe setting you up for an expectation of what your guide is like. So being careful there as well, not comparing because the information, so perhaps that practitioner um, received quite a bit of information from your guides. Maybe you only got a simple phrase or a word or something seemingly very, um, a short message. That doesn't mean that your skills are not as great as theirs. It means that's the message that was meant to come through to you, however simple it was, okay? And your guides may change how they present themselves depending on your needs. So again, this plays into comparing to others, to other people's guides, remembering the uniqueness of your own experience and your own connection to your guides. And um, yeah, depending on your needs, you may have different guidance. There may be messengers who are relaying certain pieces of expertise in certain areas, depending on what your focus of your of your attention, your life, your hobbies, your work, whatever you're needing expertise on, they can, they can change and offer you guidance in different areas. Sometimes guides are, um, are helping you in certain areas of your life. Um, but really, I think the most important piece to remember is that you're simply connecting and receiving a message. That's the easy, that's the sort of broad strokes of the ease with which I want you to think about your guides and not getting into great detail about, I have one guide for this purpose and another guide for this purpose and another guide for this. You may, that may be how it comes up for you. But my goal today is just to help you see the simplicity in it and then develop it into whatever level of com complexity feels right for you. And tip number five, trust. Trust the messages that you're receiving however simple or unusual. This is really at the core. So uh, kind of a lot in line with the um, example I gave you of doing sessions for others where I've had those messages come through that I had some doubt about. And I consciously reminded myself, like it was a conscious thought, a reminder, trust the message that I'm getting. I'm trusting this message that I'm receiving. I'm going to trust this and I'm going to share it. In this, in this case, sharing with another person, but it's just the same trusting the message you're receiving for yourself, whether you're working with, a, with someone else or not, you're just getting messages for yourself. It's that reminder. You know, I, tr I got, received this message. It felt good, it felt right. And that's the message I'm receiving and I'm, I'm going to trust that. Noticing what feels good, not what you think should be right. Remember, we're not figuring it out. We're not deciding. But the fact that the thinking mind is still in there, it's still active because it likes to stay busy. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. Be aware of the fact that the thinking mind is there and use it to your benefit. As I said, conscious reminder. Okay, I'm trusting the message that I'm getting. That's the thinking mind. That's the conscious mind. So they don't, it doesn't need to be completely absent. You can use it to your benefit to remind yourself of things on a conscious level. Uh, simple and unusual messages are often the most valuable. We've talked a little bit about that. And that reminder, again, I can't emphasize this enough. What do you get immediately? 
when you are, when you, after you ask the question, what is that initial image, word, phrase, uh, sound that you get? And questioning and doubting, it moves you away from that heart-focused connection. So as soon as you may question and doubt, and that's okay, just conscious reminder back to what felt right. Did that feel right? Okay, I'm going to trust that. And an extra tip for you is expressing gratitude. So a feeling of genuine gratitude when you receive a message, that sense of uh, that sense of knowing that, as we talked about with um, noticing things in your environment, uh, you know, repetitive numbers that you're seeing all over the place, or uh, that synchronicity of connecting with the friend who was just thinking about you and so on, that feeling within your heart, that genuine gratitude, that will be felt by your guides. And because of that connection, because of that acknowledgement, by that genuine feeling of gratitude, you will begin to notice more synchronicities, more messages, because you've now signaled that this is a way to connect with you uh, because you, the message got through. And you can also consider offering a signal to your guides to show that you've received the message. Now, I got this from uh, Sonia Choquette, the author who has a number of books published. And I, I believe, I may be mistaken, but I believe that she had uh, mentioned that she had a little signal for her guides. I think she said she would wink. And so I've developed the little signal, um, like a physical signal within the body. So um, just a double, an emphatic sort of blink of the eye is my physical uh, signal to my guides. Now you could make a physical physical signal. It could be something really subtle. So maybe just touching your thumb and finger together or just anything that can be very subtle because maybe you're in the middle of a meeting and you don't, you aren't able to, maybe winking isn't going to be uh, something that's appropriate or you don't want to be that obvious or be mistaken for something else. You can have a subtle little um, physical signal. And that reminder that the more you notice messages and acknowledge them really, the more you'll receive because they're getting that, they're getting that connection that, that, that they're getting through. Faster you'll be able to connect. It'll just help things all around. So quick summary of our tips here, the reminders. So first of all, having a pure intention for, your, uh, for receiving messages for the highest good of all. Uh, release expectations of what your guides, what you think your guides will be like and the messages that they'll relay, how complex you expect them to be. Uh, noticing how you feel. So that's at the heart of that connection is how you feel. Feeling that, uh, feeling good, positive, favorable, loving, at minimum and neutral feeling not feeling any fear or anxiety coming up from the message. Staying open, staying open and not trying to figure it out or decide. You're just relaxing into it. It's not meant to be hard work. Don't compare to others. No comparison. Everybody's experience is unique. So take what others say as possibilities 
but not as the way it has to be for you. Uh, everyone's experience is so unique. Trust what you're receiving. So that can even come in a conscious reminder to yourself to literally, okay, no, I'm doubting this. Trust. I'm going to trust what I'm getting because I felt good with it. It feels right. I'm trusting that. And that extra tip, expressing gratitude. That real genuine feeling of gratitude coming from your heart and the uh, uh, possibility of creating a physical signal for your guides. That's a possibility as well. Okay, so this is really uh, yeah, a quick connection with your guides. I invite you to just focus in on your heart. And if that means maybe touching as putting your hands, um, your fingertips towards the center of your heart, closing your eyes, just take a few breaths, just to sort of settle yourself. And ask a question in either in your mind or write one out if you have paper nearby or out loud, ask a question. And I neglected to mention this in early part of the presentation, not to get hung up on what question you ask. That can be challenging for people because they're not sure what to ask. The question that I ask most of all, all the time for myself is what is the most valuable message I can receive right now? What is the most important message for me to receive right now? As simple as that, uh, without getting having to be something really, really specific. Asking that question. And as soon as it's been asked, what is the first thing that comes to you? Image, symbol, letter, word, phrase, color, shape. And just take a moment, acknowledge that. Perhaps write it down. Remember, this is before your mind starts questioning and saying, oh, I'm not sure about that. Notice how you feel. Does it feel good? At minimum neutral, does it feel sort of positive and something uh, favorable? And notice the Notice that feeling and then express gratitude. Just give a quick thank you and open your eyes. Or if you've been writing down, your eyes may be open, open and closed. And that is, that is as simple as it is to connect with your guides. And I invite you to do this anytime. All it is is focusing in on your heart, asking a question, and writing down whatever comes to you first of all. Practice when it feels right. Don't push yourself. Just stay open and calm. It doesn't need to be great effort or pressure. It's not hard, meant to be hard work. Go easy on yourself. You're learning and practicing a new skill. Trust yourself in the messages that you're getting and reach out for support if you're feeling doubtful or if you're struggling. And really, that, that is it. Thank you. So thank you so much, Carla, for sharing all your amazing wisdom about connecting with our guides, how easy it is and how simple it is to receive their messages. And let's share how to connect with you now. So what is the best way to connect with 
you and your continu- mm-hmm. energy continuum healing offerings? The best way, my website is energycontinuum.com. Yeah, social media, Facebook is at Energy Continuum. Okay, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you again so much. I would like to finish today's show by saying that this episode of Metaphysical Musings is brought to you by Metaphysical School, which offers everything awakened souls need to ignite their enlightenment journey, including courses, clarity, confidence, and connection. Our video education and community platform includes 50 video courses and master classes and growing all the time to choose from that you can watch anywhere, anytime. You can discover your soul path as a healer, seeker, mystic, or seer, and find out where you're currently at on that path and what you need to get to the next step with ease. You can build trust in your intuition with our weekly intuitive activities designed to gain wisdom through experience. And you can get all the support you need with our growing community of awakened, metaphysically-minded souls. If you're an awakened soul who feels afraid, alone, overwhelmed, or lost, we can help you to enlighten into being wise, supported, centered, and aligned on the next steps on your soul path. I invite you to visit our website to learn more about the many benefits of enrolling in our school membership, where you can ignite your enlightenment journey at metaphysical.school. And while you're there, you can take our What Metaphysical Archetype Are You quiz to discover if you're the healer with a passion for caring for others, the seeker with a thirst for finding truth and wisdom, the mystic who revels in their intuitive abilities, or the seer skilled in divination and astrology. Knowing your metaphysical archetype is the first step in understanding your soul path, helping you to progress on your enlightenment journey. To take the quiz, you can just press the take the quiz button on our website at metaphysical.school. And with that, I would like to conclude this episode of Metaphysical Musings by giving gratitude. <laughs> like Carla said, expressing gratitude is a beautiful signal to our guides. And I would like to thank Carla Grandison, metaphysical school teacher and intuitive healing teacher and practitioner with Energy Continuum Healing for joining us today and sharing some of her amazing wisdom on connecting with our guides and receiving their messages with ease. Again, to connect with Carla through her website, you can find her at www.energycontinuum.com. And to follow Carla on social media, you can find her Facebook at Energy Continuum. And lastly, I would also like to thank you for joining us in watching or listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to sharing more metaphysical music with you in upcoming episodes.